Hey everyone. Good um afternoon, good evening, good morning, etc. etc. How is everyone today? How are we all? We are streaming on YouTube as always and on Periscope. Very Big hello to everyone on Periscope. Uh, I have discovered that I do have a little following on Periscope. Um, if you are listening from Periscope, the only problem with that is, let me quickly turn the restream on, but you can't see the comments from YouTube, which is quite sting. So let's see who we've got in chat so far. We have got... Uh, Miss Justice, I understand. I'm looking forward to discussing this case as well. This case fascinates me. I wish it didn't, but it does. Um, thank you, Honey Boo Boo. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Hey, Tracker 3. Hey, Emily. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Jay Suarez. Uh, hey, Gail. Hey, Jaina. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Sassy Pants. Hey, Canadian Witches. Hey, Spider Lady. Hey, R Riley Day. Hey Renee, hey Ivar, hey Jazzy, welcome in everyone. I think I got everyone. Did I miss anyone? Call me out. Call me out on it if I did. I am excited about today. Hey Faithful One, hey JR Lang. Um, so this is a case that I've followed for a long time. I've been following true crime, I was telling someone today, since I was 15. I I know my true crime. And this is one of those cases, hey, Southern Mom, hey, Brit, um, that has always fascinated me. Yes, Sassy Pants, I'm going to mention that in a minute. Um, so before we do go any further... Oh, Andrew, I, I totally... I, I understand that, but... Uh, I actually don't, I don't know about that. I don't know whether he wants to be talked about. There was an interview that was released recently and he doesn't want anyone to talk about him. I don't know. We can, we can talk about that. Hey, Sandra. Um, yeah, that intro, that interview was really interesting. I'll let you guys know where you can listen to it. Uh, there is breaking news on Harley Dilly. So Harley Dilly is the 14 year old YouTuber who went missing several weeks ago and uh, let me see the if there's any updates since I last look. I, I posted in the group All Things True Crime, our Facebook group, that the um, Port Clinton Police Department have actually issued a statement, a media release. There is a home that is uh, an unoccupied residence, a vacant home, opposite his actual home where he was living, um, that police are actually searching at the moment. Um, and the rumour is that Harley's body is there. However, the media release that was has just come out in the last, I think, about 15 minutes. It says, we are currently searching an, un on an unoccupied residence on the 500 block of Fulton Street. At this time, Harley Dilly is still missing. So we don't really know much um, about what's going on. But if whilst we're doing this live, if anyone hears anything, um, tag me in a comment in chat to get my attention um, and let me know if you hear anything. So, yeah, we don't, we really don't know what's going on. It's, it's breaking as we're live. So, yeah, we, we don't really know the situation at the moment. 
Okay, so let's go back and have a little look at everyone's comments. It's okay to be unprepared for today, Jay Suarez. And I'm going to say exactly, Molly Tov, rest in peace for Junling. I'm going to say that, hey, Nada, how are you? Um, that um, I, I, I do know the case really well, but sometimes I get a bit funny about dates, so I do have some notes. Where did I? I lost my thingy. Um, but so this case is interesting. Oh, the one thing I do want to mention is you please don't be concerned about um, the video associated with the Luca Magnotti case. I will not be showing any photos or any still images of the videos or the videos themselves. Um, there is a lot of um, videos attached to this animal cruelty videos and then obviously the video of Junling and I absolutely will not be showing that. Unfortunately, if you're here for that, you'll probably leave. But I just don't think that it's appropriate at all. So let's dive in. I want to know who knows about this case and who doesn't know about this case. So let's put a one in the chat if you know about this case. And if you don't know about this case, can you pop a two in the chat, please? And I know Nada is from Canada. Who else in here is from Canada? Obviously Canadian witches. So I know that the Canadians would know this case really well. Um, and unfortunately, um, Canadians, you guys have got some pretty messed up killers. Um, you've been flying under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. We should do like a Canadian special. There's just so many crazy Canadian cases. Okay, so so far we've got a couple of people that know about this case. Um, Nada, I don't know whether it's, I don't know if you know the case really well, I don't know whether it's worth, worth watching the Netflix show and I will um, explain why very soon. Oh my gosh, there's some people that haven't, that don't know anything about this case. Oh gosh, guys, strap in. This guy was scary, Mama Je Jerry. Watched on Netflix. Wow, so we've got... Really, Andrew? Shoot me an email. Oh, we could talk for months on Canadian cases. I have a list. I have a list. The Greyhound bus case, oh my gosh. So, snap, Andrew. <laughs> he said it. He typed it as I said it. The Canadian, the Greyhound killer. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's do yes or no. Have you guys watched the Netflix documentary "Don't F with Cats"? Yes, Lince V. I, uh, Vince Lee. Lince V. Jeez. Uh, I just watched a, a documentary on him. Hey, Ginger Locks. Hey, Amy. His eyes are piercing. And the thing, the funny thing about this case is that there's so, so many photos of, um, of Luca that, um, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to pick one. And I'll explain for those that don't know about the case. So 
So who has seen, so we've got, yes, yes, yes. Lots of people have seen the Netflix um, documentary series. It's three parts, three episodes. Some haven't. Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to start with that because a lot of people only know about this case because of the documentary. Yes, Nada, I stream on Periscope as well. And sometimes I stream on DLive and on Facebook, but I think I'm going to focus on YouTube and Periscope. Um, okay, so a lot of people know about this case recently and it's being talked about a lot recently because of the documentary, documentary series Don't F With Cats. Um, because unfortunately in the beginning of Luca's vile, vile criminal activities, he filmed videos of himself killing kittens. Uh, and you can see Luca on the screen. He is on the left. Um, he filmed these videos and uploaded them onto YouTube, um, covered his face. Uh, and the reason the documentary is called Don't F With Cats is because they, they believe that it's the number one rule on the internet because it angered so many people. Now, for those that have seen the Netflix series, I, I know that the first episode is really hard because unfortunately the Netflix series actually show little excerpts of those videos that were uploaded. And um, for me, that was the hardest part to watch. I had to turn my head, even though I've seen, I've seen some crazy things, but it, when it comes to animals, that's a hard line for me. A really hard line. So the first episode is really hard because it discusses that and it discusses how a lot of internet sleuthers, um, citizen detectives, online sleuthers, my version, I call the I call us all respectful stalkers, um, they banded together to try and find who this was. The thing about the Netflix documentary series though is they actually left a lot of information out. So if you're only if you only watch that um, series there is so much that's left out um, that I'm going to tell you about today. Uh, and if there's anything that I miss out, please feel free to um, let me know as well. Hey. Aspect, I'm not going to even describe what happens because it's just a hard line for me. It's a big no. If you want to know more about that, then you can Google about it you can watch the netflix documentary series but basically it starts off with he posts videos on the internet of himself killing kittens and it's horrible and there's two or three videos and then everyone realizes that he's going to escalate uh because that's naturally what happens with criminals uh and that and he threatens that the next video will be of a person uh, and then that happens. He uploads a video of him killing someone and he kills Junlin, um, who is the man in the photo on the right, 33-year-old Junlin from China, uh, otherwise known as Justin Ling. Um, and I've seen the actual video, as in the video that was uploaded onto the internet. Um, and it's... It's pretty confronting. I don't recommend anyone watch it at all. It's horrific. It's so, so horrific. 
So then there's the hunt for the killer because he doesn't identify himself. It's all an online chase that that comes to real life. And so for me, um, for me, the documentary series focused mostly on the internet sleuthers and and their participation in all of this. Uh, Renee, let me just check that Streamlabs is uh, working. But there's a lot that the that is missed out because they focus solely on that. So I'm going to do a little background into Luca because he is a fascinating creature. Yeah, it's good if you, you avoid all of the videos. Okay, so let me just have a little look and see if... Uh, Miss Justice, what's the link for? Let me see if this is working now, if my Streamlabs is working. Thank, yeah, we're going to start with his real name because there's so much about Luca that is not known. Renee, that that um, command doesn't work. So the, the commands for those that are mods, the commands that are used are... Um, email, Facebook, which goes to the Facebook group, Bunnies that goes to the Hopping with Huxley Instagram, BBB, which is my second channel, Kevin, which is the Kevin Facebook page, and then Twitter. So mods, they're the, the commands. If you need a, uh, like a copy, shoot me an email and or a message and I will give it to you. But let's go into the world of Luca Magnotta. So he, that's not his name. He actually changed his name. His name, he was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman uh, on July 24th, 1982. Uh, he was born to a mother who had severe OCD and a father who was schizophrenic. And he had a pretty messed up childhood from all accounts. He actually, his parents split and he moved in with his grandmother. Um, he was also diagnosed as schizophrenic himself and that's actually left out of the documentary. None of his, um, none of his background is really discussed, which I thought was interesting. So he was schizophrenic and he actually went in and out of mental health institutions because of it um hey Teresa hey everyone welcome in um so he has a really full-on childhood and then he has some mental health issues uh, I don't believe he's an only child I have had reports that he has a sister, but I haven't been able to confirm that anywhere. Um, so it's important to remember what I'm saying about the schizophrenia for the future, especially when it comes to Manny. Think, think on that. Um, so he gets into the world of, he does a couple of like little 
uh, early criminal activity things. He um, he scams a woman with additional needs, I believe. Um, he then he gets into the world of escorting. He gets into porn, which he's now saying he didn't, which is hilarious because that's all over the internet. Um, he does a whole bunch. So what he does is he there's a credit credit card scam that he runs through a woman that he meets that has additional needs, and he scams her out of thousands of dollars of money. Um, and he actually declares bankruptcy at one point. Um, and he spends a lot of money on facial cosmetic surgery. And then he has plans to sort of get pec implants and m more muscly arms. He was very, very much addicted to, um, addicted to plastic surgery and if you have a look online at his photos, you can kind of see that as well. Um, he he dated a couple of women, transgendered women, who said that uh, they were very aware of his mental health issues um, and he displayed a lot of problems when they were in relationships with him. Um, so... He was obsessed with fame and being famous. Oh, yes, I have, Nader. I've watched that several times. He was obsessed with it to the point that uh, he created so many false fake accounts, um, fan accounts of himself. He created fake photos of himself traveling around the world he superimposed his face onto onto photos um he he did what a lot of people on the internet do and he made his life look fabulous but his life was anything but fabulous he suffered i mean he suffered greatly mentally he wanted to be perfect he was not happy and so i think he used um plastic surgery as a way to sort of perfect his image um so he was convicted in 2005 of one count of impersonation and three counts of, three counts of fraud because of the scam that he did with the woman that had additional needs that he used uh, he pleaded guilty and received a nine-month conditional sentence with 12 months of probation. And then after that, he changed his name. So his name originally was Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. And I guess that didn't sound fabulous enough for him, so he changes it to Luca Rocco Magnotta. Um, and then he becomes this new version of himself. Um, he then comes out with a claim that he's dating that someone made a rumor that he's dating Carla Homolka and Carla Homolka, if you guys don't know, is um, probably Cana the one of Canadians most hated women in history. She was part of the Ken and Barbie murders, uh, which I absolutely definitely want to cover. Um, basically her and her partner, Paul Bernardo, 
uh, raped and murdered women, including Carla's sister. And so being tied to her would obviously not be great. He, the, the rumour that we all know that he started was that he was dating her. He was trying to get famous. He was trying to do anything he could to get famous. Um, yes, he was institutionalised for his mental health, Riley. Um, occasions that he was institutionalised. But he was desperate to be noticed. Um, he was desperate for fame. Let me find that. On set, guys. Um... So he was hospitalized um in March 20 on March 26 2002 with and he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Um he heard male and female voices and thought the police and FBI were after him. Uh and he was worried that people could hear what he was thinking. He wasn't he was given a lot of different medications to try and find the right medication for him. He was plagued with this and then he, in 2004, goes to see another doctor about his, medic, about his mental health issues. Um, and that was in May. And then in August of the same year, he was starting to hear the voices again. So I don't know whether... Um, He'd stopped taking his medication. You, uh, unfortunately, with mental health, that does tend to happen. They think that they're getting better. Um, and they're not. It's just that the medication's actually working. Uh, in August, the same year, 2004, he was going to... He was part of Scientology, which... There's not a lot of information about that, but um, I want to dive deeper into that because that's interesting to me. September the same year, 2004, he's hospitalised again um, because of depression. Um, and then by the November, his doctor writes that he's stable, he's doing well. Uh, he starts in his, his porn movies around that time and then... In the following year, 2005, he's speaking to his GP about the fact that people are trying to ruin his career with rumours and lies and that he's hearing voices again and that he's um, not able to um, concentrate and has to put loud music on because the voices are too much. The doctor's really concerned because his, his speech was really odd and the way that he was talking was really odd. Um, and they were concerned for his well-being. That continues on throughout the rest of the year. Um, the doctor writes that how, how concerned he is because he's a male with a long-standing history of paranoid schizophrenia. Um and because he's living alone as well and he's really unhappy alone. 
Um, so then we move into 2011, which is the year that the kitten, unfortunately, the kitten videos come out and, and they're just, they're horrible. I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but someone actually um, tips off the animal activists who are trying to find whoever the person is that made these videos. Someone tips them off and says it's Luca and um, it is believed that he possibly actually did that himself he wanted the attention for it but he he felt like he was untouchable that he wasn't going to get caught for it so he actually brought the attention to himself and you see in the documentary series that he actually um is then questioned uh, by reporters in london about it and he says that he has nothing to do with it and he plays it off as being ridiculous um and then he's just focusing on his acting and modelling work because he he showed people that he was tried to make out that he was really really successful and popular. There are floating around a lot of videos of him um, auditioning for a lot of reality shows, and there's one of a, a plastic surgery show that that he tried out for. Um, I can try and get those if you guys want to watch them they're very interesting because you get to see how arrogant and narcissistic he is i think the thing that always stood out to me with those videos is there's one line that he says he says i'm i'm always told that i'm devastatingly good looking and he uses those words devastatingly good looking um which is just so fascinating to me. I don't know. It's just, yeah, he 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 had tickets on himself, I think. He really enjoyed, <laughs> he enjoyed himself. Um, so in January of 2011, when the kitten killer stuff comes out, he actually is taken to a hospital by police um, because of an acute psychotic breakdown. Uh, and he was sectioned um, under the Baker Act. Uh, he kept screaming, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy. Um, the weird thing is he was sort of discharged and told to come back, but he never did. It was just really bizarre. It was... I sort of wondered whether... Um, Someone dropped the ball there as well. So I wanted to bring that all up because it is left out of the documentary series and I think it's really important. Now, it's not me saying, well, this is why he did what he did because I don't believe that there's ever an excuse. I think that it could possibly explain why um, this happened, but it doesn't excuse the fact for what happened. Um, so this is what I believe. This is what I believe. Because what happens is Junling is killed. And so what happens is Luca Magnotta writes a Craigslist ad in Australia that would be a Gumtree ad. Um, looking for a hookup and 
Junling responds and they go to Luca's apartment. I actually have the surveillance video for that that I'll show you in a second. And they go to the apartment and Luca obviously slips something into Junling's drink and he becomes really sleepy. And this is where the video comes in. He films this. You you see, I don't know whether I want to explain what happens or not. I, I don't know whether that's going too far. Um, hey, Winky. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to, but basically he's tied up and Luca kills him. And it's all there on, on video, but it's not, I may as well just, just say it. Um, the, the video will get demonetized anyway. <laughs> um, he not only does he kill him he there's something called overkill he kills him in excess Junling was already dead and he continued to stab him uh you also see on the video that he dismembers him that is actually seen on the video it's horrendous please do not go and watch it unless you want to be scarred for life um <laughs> but he then takes those body parts and he mails a couple of them to political leaders and then a foot and a hand to two different schools, which is just absolutely insane. Um, I know the reason why Teresa, why his mother's supportive. I will explain it in a second. Um, so he's, he's done such a horrific thing to poor Jean Ling. Um, and no normal person can do that. And I think that there has to be a reason. And I believe I know what the reason is for this. I do believe that the person that is spoken about in the documentary series and that um, Luca's mother, Anna Yorkin, discusses, Manny Lopez, is a real person he first met when he was a male escort and he um was under his spell and under his demands and he did all of these things because Manny told him to do it I believe that's true and before you all go oh my god no he's not real he's not real but he exists I believe Manny Lopez is a voice that Luca hears in his head. I believe it's either one of his voices because of his um, schizophrenia or like a split personality. Um, he's, he has said that to his mum that Manny is real and so his mum obviously being his mum doesn't want to believe that he's capable of this he she believes that Manny is a real person I don't think that Manny is a real person but I think think that Manny is real if that makes sense now his mum believes that Manny is a real person because of the image I'm about to show you she believes in one of the videos that there is, um, so it's the video of Luca killing Junling. She believes she sees another hand. So let me pop it up on the screen for you. 
I don't know whether it is another hand. Now, I haven't gone back and looked at the video, the full video, and, and checked that yet. Um, but I will at some stage and get back to you. But whilst you're having a look at that, let me have a look at what you guys are saying in the chat because I haven't been able to engage. You had nightmares for months. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. You watch, yeah, it's Luca, you watch him dismember this man. It's just, do not go and watch it. Yes, exactly. And you guys are saying Manny is real to Luca. That's exactly what it is. See, right, and that's exactly what, see, right, what Riley is saying. She says, now it makes sense with his mental illness because you watch, you watch, I'm not saying that the documentaries on Netflix is bad. I'm just saying that they left so much out of it. They didn't, they didn't talk about this. They just made out that he is some sick, crazy person, but I feel like it doesn't give enough depth with um, the actual case. Yes, um, and then there's this whole obsession that Luca has with movies and that plays into the case and they do talk about that a lot in the documentary. So if you uh, want to um, learn more about that, then watch the documentary. But everything is, unfortunately, everything is like really well planned out by Luca. So let me pop on the surveillance video. You don't see anything, so don't don't panic. All you see is Luca walk in with Jun. So basically, um, oh, it's loading. Basically, um, you from surveillance, they actually watched uh, Luca and Jun walk into the apartment complex together about four hours later you see Luca walk out and he's wearing the shirt that Jun was wearing like how dumb can you be um and then all through the night there's surveillance that I can show you of him dumping a large amount of things into the trash And the thing is that um, his psychiatrist, when he was assessed by a psychiatrist to see if he was deemed criminally responsible, the psychiatrist said that he wasn't because of his schizophrenia. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to let him walk along the street. They're going to look after him and get him stable before he's fit to stand trial. But they weren't happy with that. And so they just charged him guilty and locked him in jail. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be there should definitely be somewhere but I personally believe he needs to be in a mental health institute rather than jail um, and I say that because he is not getting the mental health help that he he absolutely needs um, and we'll talk about that in a minute with the interview that's just been released. Miss Justice the video is still online so um, unfortunately if you want to go and find it you can I'm not telling you the title so it makes it harder for you to watch it just don't just don't. Please don't. Okay, so let's have a little look at the surveillance. 
nothing fantastic. It's only a minute, but it just shows you them walking in. Of course, it's doing that. So you just see uh, Luke is in the white shirt, Zhongling is in the yellow shirt. And you see them walk up the apartment and then you see him come back down and he's wearing Zhongling's shirt and he leaves. Very casually leaves. You, you wouldn't imagine that he's just you know, killed someone. He comes back home with some things and watch what he does here. He is that obsessed with his looks that he checks himself out in the mirror. And then you see here that he's actually, he continually goes downstairs in his apartment block and for hours and, and throws things out. very casually as if you know nothing has really happened geez that scared me at the end sorry guys so very casually Let me go back to you guys in chat. Uh, Iva says, I only seen him stabbing, a, stabbing, did a video showing him cutting up the body. Yeah, so if you, there's probably def different versions online. The original one is 10 minutes long and, and unfortunately you see that and him <sighs> decapitating John Ling. Uh, Gail, that's a great question. Did he take on the persona of Zhongling after the murder? No, he didn't. He was just wearing his shirt, which is just crazy. Um, oh, and um, in regards to the video as well, this wasn't shown. He didn't release this footage online, I don't believe, but police uh, have confirmed that he actually did cannibalise in this case. So was he paying Luca for sex? I don't believe so. I think it was just like a casual hookup through um, Craigslist. Oh no, free pony rides. Yeah, honestly, it's just... Um, well, I don't think we're publicizing. We're talking about a case. Um, yes, Ivy, you can see it. I've seen the whole thing. It's, please don't go and watch it. Because, I don't know, because once something's on the internet, you can't get rid of it. Just remember that, guys. Remember that when you've had a few drinks. Um, so, yeah, don't watch the video. Please don't watch the video. I'm not telling you no one watched the video trophy shirt yes gail b it's it's horrific 
So let's learn a little bit about Junling though, because uh, I don't like focusing. It's really hard in this case because I can't, I'm going to be honest, I'm fascinated by Luca Magnotta. I am. He fascinates me. And it's really hard for me because usually when I do cases, I focus more on the victim. It's like my case yesterday. Um, so if you guys haven't watched, I would really appreciate it if you would go um, onto my YouTube channel. I uploaded a video yesterday, uh, True Crime Spotlight. It is about the bucket list, bucket list killer. Um, it's an Australian case. And the case has literally little, little to no information about the victim. I only know that he was really sweet and that he was autistic and liked computers. That's, that's all that's been released about him. Oh, thank you, Judy Ron. Thank you. Love and respect from Australia. Um, so, yeah, so that video went up yesterday. I'd love if you go and have a look. But the same thing happens in this case. There really isn't a lot known about uh, about Ling. Everyone focuses on, on Luca. We do know that he was from China and he moved in 2010 to Montreal to study engineering and computer science at the university there. Um, he was 33 years old and his family were absolutely devastated. I cannot imagine his his poor parents, his poor family. He was openly gay and he went to Canada to have a better life. Um, it's discussed that in China being gay is not something that is public knowledge when you are gay. So he came over to Canada to sort of be more authentically himself. That's a really great way to put it, um, Teresa. He's fascinating but not likable. I don't like him. So Heavy Metal says, and a couple of people are saying, oh, you're giving him the attention. So just to that I say I get what you're saying. I really do. Um, really interestingly, on the 21st of December last year, uh, a YouTube channel popped up. Let me grab, so I've actually created a playlist, so let me make that public now so that after, not now, don't you dare leave this video, <laughs> but after, go and listen to the uh, videos that I pop up. There is a interview with an anonymous source who interviews Luca. And it's really fascinating because this person has... Why can't I see it? Can't see the playlist. That's bizarre. Let me try my phone. Hey, Black Rose. The interview is basically about, it's it's done through like a robotic, robotic voice, anonymous voice, asks the questions and then Luca responds. A lot of people believe that Luca actually did the entire interview himself and managed to somehow upload it onto YouTube, <laughs> um, which I guess is possible. The interesting thing is that in the interview, he actually states he doesn't want the attention, but you can actually see in the, you can hear him. He's so not well in that interview. He's so delusional. He talks about his innocence. He talks about, um, 
how this is all a cover-up and that he had nothing to do with it. Um, it was really quite alarming, actually. But he, he said that he doesn't want... He wants to clear his name. That's why he did the interview um, as well. Let me just make this public so that you guys can see it when... I also included a great documentary called Hunting Luca Magnotta, which is from the Fifth Estate, which is um, CBC News. So let me make this public so you guys can go and watch it after we finished here as well. Yeah, he was he's a total narcissist. What was his sentencing? Um, I don't let me just double check because I'm fairly sure it's just like forever. <laughs> oh so this is really interesting um about his mental health i want to quickly mention that but let me just what was his sentence Automatic life sentence with no possibility of parole for 25 years plus 19 years to be served concurrently. So 25 plus 19. Unfortunately, under the sort of uh, British government justice system, Canada, Canada, Canada is like Australia. Life is considered 25 years. It's really wrong. Um, I discussed that in my video from yesterday. Um, that unfortunately the killer yesterday got life, which is 25 years, and she was 25 when she convicted, when she committed the crime, and so she'll be out. And she, she's a serial killer, and she shouldn't be walking the streets. And so I think I feel the same about Luca. He should not be walking the streets, whether that's in jail or within a mental health facility. Um, but that's just the way that the system works. Um, during the trial, there was one, two, three, four, five, six um, experts that actually diagnosed Luca separately. And we have borderline personality disorder with histrionic traits, borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, paranoid schizophrenia, schizophrenia, histrionic personality disorder, borderline personality traits, paraphilia, paranoid schizophrenia. So, I mean, they all felt that he was severely mentally ill. Um, but the prosecution, it, it just wouldn't happen that they would, they, they didn't, they just put him in prison. I feel like they should have, they should have worked on his mental health first and then made him, him stand up and, and uh, yes, Jay Suarez, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, charged with any of the animal cruelty. And he actually mentions that in the interview. Uh, you'll notice the interview from the 25th. He, yeah, he states that they didn't convict him. And I don't think they could because of the fact that you can't make out who it is in the videos. Uh, and they couldn't be traced back to him, which is really unfortunate and infuriating. Um, 
yes, he was caught overseas. So basically what happened is he killed Junling. Two days, uh, he then leaves for Paris. Two days later, the janitor at the apartment block found a suitcase near the trash. The suitcase contained the torso of Junling. His body parts were mailed out everywhere through to government officials as well as to schools, which is just horrific. Um, by this time, Luca's in Paris, internet cafe, Googling himself, of course. Um, and he is arrested in Berlin. And then, no, um, thank you, Judy Ron, no airline wanted to actually have him on their flight. So they actually had to charter a Canadian military plane, I believe. It was caught, so he was caught in Berlin. Oh, Bergstrong. That's a great way to watch Netflix. Go to people's houses and snuggle with their dogs and watch it. He has no possibility of parole, though. Let me just double check. He was committed. And so because of the fact that he um, mailed body parts, he was actually also charged with committing an indignity to a body criminally harassing the Prime Minister and other members of par Parliament, mailing obscene and indecent material and publishing obscene materials. So it doesn't say here that he has no parole. It's no possibility of parole for 25 years. So basically what happens is when you get charged with life in the British system, it's an automatic 25 years and usually... For those 25 years, there's no possibility of parole. And then after that, you can actually um, apply for parole. But he has then, and on, on top of that, 19 years to serve as well. Let me go back to chat. So his mother actually released a book. Um my son the killer and i have actually bought it and it should arrive any day so i will be reading that and then having a little chat about how i feel about it if you guys um want to do that too you're welcome to the killer from yesterday actually wrote a book on and it's on amazon and i am debate debating whether to buy it it's only two dollars but I don't know where the money's going from the profits and so I'm not sure whether I want to fund a killer. So I'm not sure, but uh, I'm interested in reading the book because it tells her side. According to the interview that Luca did on the 22nd, the 21st of December of last year, he says that he has no, um, no contact with his mother at the moment and hasn't spoken to her for a while. So I thought that was very interesting. I might go back and listen to the interview again um, and see what else I can pick up. That's exactly what we've been talking about, Barry, about poor Junling. We haven't spoken about the animals at all.
oh let's let me show you a photo of when he was arrested as well because he was basically smiling he was very smug I've got a lot of photos to share with you guys of him. Here we go. He's sort of got like a little smirk on. So this photo is when he is getting off the plane and he's in on Canadian soil where he will, justice will be served. Yeah, Nader, I said that he's eligible for parole. The money, the money, he wouldn't get any money from the book. I was talking about the killer, um, the, the killer from yesterday. She actually wrote a book and it's still on Amazon. And so I was conflicted about buying it or not it's only two dollars but i don't know where the money would go do you know what i mean oh good barry but you know i t i totally understand what you're saying though as well it's very interesting isn't it the fact that even for me personally i've unfortunately seen the video of paul junling being killed but i couldn't watch the interview of uh, not the interview the videos of the kittens for some reason it seems that animals do get to people more than humans but uh, the way that junling was treated and I really feel for his family because it's all about Luca. I mean, this, this, this stream is all about Luca. I know that. I wish that there was more, um, I wish that there was more known about him, but it, there just really isn't. Um, it's just so sad. I hope that his family haven't seen the video either. What would you guys do? Would you, if you knew that someone had killed someone, would you purchase the book? It's $2. What would you do? I do want to read it. I want to see inside her mind. Gemma Lily, I'm talking about from the video yesterday. Todd, I will not be watching that video. <laughs> I think that's what inspired um, Luca Magnotta, I believe, is that video. Which is sick and sad. So let's have a look at some more photos of, of Luca. This is a personal favourite of mine. And by that I mean I'm joking. You wouldn't, you wouldn't. I mean, it'll be in incredibly poorly written. I read the blurb yesterday in my video and I couldn't make sense of it.
yes, Jay Suarez, um, Junling's remains were, were recovered. Um, it took them a while, unfortunately, to find his skull, but they actually did because of a tip. And um, he was cremated. Um, so, yeah. I'm glad, I really am glad for that. Yeah, it's very interesting that the video is still, um, is still available. I, I think it's actually quite easy to find, which is what's concerning to me. Um, and I will say again, as I've said through the entire stream, do not watch it don't it's not something you can unsee and i can handle a lot of stuff i think it's it's really bad guys please don't watch it are luca's parents famous no he's his mother is just a his his father is schizophrenic he he did speak on the stand and he was his identity has been sealed uh, because of his severe schizophrenia. Uh, I believe he's in a assisted living home because of that. His mother has severe OCD and um, she speaks out a lot for him. She does believe Manny's a real person. And like I said, I don't believe Manny's real. I don't believe Manny's a real person. I believe Manny is real and lives in the mind of um, Luca. Uh, Todd, that is a fair point. Let's see if there's anything else I have failed to mention. I do want to do a true crime spotlight on this, though, and get really deep into the facts. Um, oh, this is something that wasn't mentioned in the... Oh, thank you, Judy Ron. Good night. Um, this is something that, yes, Miss Justice, I will in a second, that wasn't mentioned in the documentary. And I actually think this is really important. The documentary make it, made it out that the police were very complacent about the kitten killings and the kitten videos. If you go and watch the Fifth Estate documentary, the ASPCA is actually in the documentary and discusses that they created a task force and made this case high priority because of the nature of the videos. And they did as much as they possibly could to try and identify who it was, but they didn't have enough evidence to take it any further. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because that wasn't mentioned in the documentary and it made it look like the police were very blasé about the whole situation. And I don't believe that they were. Um, and I believe the reason that that was perceived that way, portrayed that way, is because of the fact that um, that the documentary came from the internet sleuthers and I think there's probably some, some hard feelings between them. I'm not sure.
Oh my gosh. So Miss Justice just sent me an article. Surrey teacher under investigation as Magnotodoc deemed inappropriate content. So apparently... The students at this at a Surrey school were made to watch Don't F With Cats. The principal of Elgin Park Secondary School launched an investigation Monday after a parent filed a written anonymous complaint to the district superintendent claiming their child was traumatised to the point of being hysterical and vomiting because students were made to watch a film called Don't F With Cats. What is that teacher doing? Several people claiming to be students in the class have contacted CTV News, insisting the teacher gave the law 11 and 12 students ample opportunity to avoid watching the film and saying none of them objected. She always keeps it real and after being so sheltered by everyone else for years, the truth is what we need, wrote one student. Another wrote, the teacher from this story is a very kind teacher who cares deeply about everyone in our class and has made it extremely clear that we could leave if we ever felt uncomfortable. I don't agree with that at all. Yes, Julia. Wow. That's not cool. Not cool, man. Okay, let's see if I've forgotten anything in my notes. It was a 12-week trial. It took eight days to deliberate. That's really interesting. I didn't know that before. So in the interview, someone, I think someone mentioned where the interviews are. So um, let me link them for you. There's a playlist on my channel that I've just made public that you can actually go and watch the interviews. There's four different parts. The channel is up, what is it called? It's called Luca M. I'll link the first one in my description of this video right now. So I would love if everyone would go and watch the four parts of the interview and then comment when this video uploads, can you, um, can you comment below what you think about it? Cause I, I want to talk to people what they think, talk about what they think about the interviews. Um, he was never a porn star. He, he sort of, it was a, the whole interview was basically a smear campaign about how much, 
how big of idiots everyone was and they were morons and this and that. It was really fascinating to listen to from a psychological standpoint. Um, I found it really fascinating because he's so delusional. So delusional. Did they say why the teacher showed it? Let me have a look. Let me press that back button. No, it doesn't. They're investigating it, though. They're conf the, any further details are confidential, as this is a HR investigation. So they didn't say why. It was a law, an 11 and 12, so year 11 and 12 law students. So maybe they were trying, she was trying to present something there. I'm not 100% sure. Snap, Nader. I'm sure there was a reason, but those kids, it's just a bit, a bit much, just, just, just a smidge. So 11 and 12, so they would have been 17, 18. Yeah, apparently the police do have footage to prove that uh, Luca Magnotta did cannibalize um, Paul Junling, but that part of the video was never released, thank God. Speaking of which, I know this is changing um, cases for a second, but um, I will be doing a stream very soon on Kevin Bacon again because I've I've been given some new information that I want to break exclusively on this channel. So we will discuss that maybe in the next stream. Actually, whilst we're here, has anyone else heard anything about Harley? Let me check on the Facebook. Yeah, that is Mel. That is the real Mel Mel because she's got a wrench. Oh, you do? Maybe I haven't. Maybe I didn't watch that. That part of the video. It's just, yeah, it's just a crazy case. If you go and search his name and, and you can even see the thousands of photos there is, there are of, of Luca. A lot of them are fake, but a lot of them are real. Let's see if I can get you some of the interviews. Who wants to hear his voice? His voice is so fascinating to get some videos. Oh, Todd, I can imagine.
Okay, I'm doing a little bit of a respectful stalk. If anyone doesn't know what that means, it's basically a little sleuthing. I call it respectful stalking um, to see if I can get some of these interviews. Okay, I've got one. So this is his interview of the UK Sun. So this is when he was named as the kitten killer. We can just listen to it, I think. What is your, your name? What is my name? Yeah. That's an odd question. You know my name. Is that your real name? Because I know you, you've got other names as well. Eric, no other Eric Clinton Newman? But I have no other names. That's my legal name. Eric Clinton no. Newman is? No. That's not, not the name you were born with, Eric Clinton Newman. Who could Clinton make known as my legal name? Right. I legally changed it. So where's Eric Clinton Newman? That was your original birth name, was it? I changed my name legally, and I... For years, my legal name on all my documents has been Luca Magnata. Okay. That's the only name that I go by. I go by no other name. Okay. I, and by the way, I showed him, um, the man I spoke with in your office, my passport, and he saw that that's my legal name. I, why would you, you write about the, the fact that um, you can pretend to be someone you're not on the internet? People frame me, so isn't that logical to try to defend myself? Think about that. But they're not. But, but that does make they're sense. Not, they're not. They're not pretending to be someone me. they're not. You're not answering. But they're not pretending to be someone they're not. not. Well, they're pretending to be me. People are pretending to be you. Isn't that obvious? It's just so fascinating. Let's see what else we can find. I want to show you the especially the interview where he says how ridiculously good-looking he is. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, no, I can't play that one. So annoying. Did he have an appeal? I never... I never read about an appeal. Hey, Elle, how are you? Was he gay? Um, yes. However, he did date two women who were transgendered, so I'm not sure of the technical. I want to. I don't want to be disrespectful because I'm not a hundred percent sure with that. If that makes sense. Okay, let's keep looking. Here we go. This is the one I want. Bisexual. Oh, this is the, this is the, this. Okay. Okay, so 
Uh, news on Harley Dilly is that Fox News is on the scene and they're streaming from the home. Um, and he's still considered missing as of a minute ago. Okay, so thank you guys. Thanks, Renee and Morgan, and we'll keep in the in the loop of that. If anyone doesn't understand, Harley Dilly went missing a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember the date um, off the top of my head. Uh, he is fourteen year old, fourteen years old. I think actually it was December twenty because it's the same day as Peyton Houston went missing. Um, he. Went missing on his way to school. Uh, I do believe that the police think that he actually left on his own accord. Um, he had some trouble at home. He was a YouTuber. If you search his name on YouTube, you will find two channels of his. Um, if you want to go and have a little look. His home life seemed really rough. Um, but they're on the scene. There's discussion that his body was possibly found. But the police continue to say that they, he's still considered missing. So that's probably a rumour, so that's misinformation. <gasps> Tammy Lou. Tammy Lou says, I was working across the street when they discovered the body. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, December 20th, the same day as Peyton Houston. Uh, L, I, th I think he was engaged to a man in prison, but it didn't work out. I will have a little... Uh, look but i want to go back to this because um who was it someone just made a point is it possible to disrespect be disrespectful to that monster i don't think so todd um and <laughs> i really want you guys to watch this um this cover guy audition he's auditioning to be on like a a, a model tv show and this is where he says the line that will never ever escape my mind yes todd luca did male body parts he mailed body parts to the prime minister and then the opposition as well as unfortunately to two schools which is just horrific but let's have a look at this video um there are no words for this video I saw the first time I saw this years ago, I've never been able to get it. It's always haunted me. And now I just think that it's just the arrogance. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Lou Luca. Magnot is my last name. M-A-G-N-O-T-T-A. Hi, hey, Luca. How are you today? Good. How are you? So Thank right you. away, you know this is under, underwear competition. I'm going to ask you to disrobe to cut the shirt right away. All right, definitely. John, how come when his voice was lower, yours went lower? I have a very deep voice. A lot of people tell me that, actually. Yeah. So how do you get your voice so deep? How do I get my voice so deep? Yeah. Practice makes perfect, right? You've got kind of a Ryan Philippe vibe going on. A lot of people tell me that, like, they remind me of, like, 54, that uh, movie, you know? Yeah, he's so. obviously one of my favorites, too. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think you look good. I think that, that your body is a little bit slim. I used to be really overweight, to be on, honest. Uh, I used to be really overweight, and I lost, like, weight. Really? How did you do that? 
Uh, I just like got up every morning at like four o'clock and like ran constantly. And people would tell me, oh, stop running, stop running. And I just kept doing it, basically. What's your idea of overweight? I was <laughs> oh, God. I was, I, 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 was, I was a lot of overweight, actually. Oh, really? So, like, you know. I'm curious about your hair color. What, what, is that natural? Uh, no, actually, I just got it highlighted. Changed oh. things up a bit, yeah. All right. Well, you look green. I know that when you go swimming a lot, I noticed some blondes tend to go in the chlorinated water. <laughs> a little bit of a green, yellow. Uh, yeah, that's Should what happened to me. That? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it that happens sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think he, I think he looks good. I think he has a chance. I'm going to give him a yes. Thank you. I think this competition might be a little bit built up, you know? Like, I, think I have no problem gaining weight. Like, I can gain weight if I need to gain weight. I'm actually thinking more muscle definition. I think, I think you do have a very nice lean. That could happen really quickly. I can yeah. gain weight really quickly. I'm going to say potentially, I think you do have potential. Okay. All right. Hi, Brandon. Pleasure to you. Wow. Linda, I'm I'm surprised to see how you look because I think you look better in person in front of me than you look in your modeling portfolio. Okay. I think your photos are overexposed and blown out. All right. Your bone structure, and I think you have some interesting bone structure. Um, you know, I think those photos. <laughs> I, do. I do. I think that they look very good. I, I think they look that, hot. That's what attracted to. I think he looks better in the photo. A lot of people tell me I'm really devastatingly good looking, so. That, I mean, a picture like that is kind of a fooling. Yeah, but I think the problem is that what is good for Cover and I isn't always what you're attracted to in your personal life. And you know that he's very your type. Well, everyone has their personal point of view, like who, who they like and who they don't like, basically. I just don't think he's deep. I can I definitely say. can gain weight. Yeah, yeah I know you say you can gain weight. But you, 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 you won't think I can. I can gain muscle. Everybody can do it. You know, I can gain muscle. I can work out. I'm very determined. And every goal that I put my uh, mind to, I surpass. Yeah, a winner doesn't have to be some overdeveloped brute if you have the contest. This is for everybody. And I think that he definitely deserves a chance. I, I agree, Jim. I think a lot of the types are important. But Oh, I was in Italy, and they told me basically they don't want like really muscular type guys. They, you know, they want it like, you know, thinner guys, and that's why I said, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, be thinner. <laughs> Devastatingly good looking. Devastatingly good looking. There's one more interview. I just have to find it. It's an interview for uh, devastatingly disturbed. Yeah. Um, there's it's um, that interview that that <laughs> that interview gets me every time. Every time. There's one more that I want to show you. I just have to find it. Now, um, someone just sent me an email that says that the coroner is on the scene at Harley Dilly's, across from Harley Dilly's home. Um, uh, that's the only place I've seen that be mentioned. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. If anyone can get another news source that's saying that, that would be swell. 
that the coroner's at the scene. I think where the other interviews are from. One's the Toronto Sun, I remember that. I have to find the video. Coroner not confirmed as a few minutes ago. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay on for a little bit um, and we'll have some fun looking at Luca videos um, and then we'll we'll hope that um, we'll stay on and see what happens with Harley. This is an interesting one. I'll see if there's a video for this. Luca Magnotta's transsexual ex-lover says he was extremely narcissistic. Let's watch this. I have something in my eye and it's driving me crazy. Ever have that happen? Okay. No, I haven't watched this one yet. Coroner not confirmed. That came out a while ago. Didn't he get married in jail? Let me just double check that. Um, because from the last I remember, he didn't get married. He was engaged. And they actually moved the moved them away from each other. So that doesn't really give me any information. So it says it, he reportedly married fellow inmate Anthony Jolene, who is also a convicted killer, but I haven't been able to really find whether it, like, really happened. Like, no one's... I don't think they're still together. Mm 
According to the Toronto Sun, the murderer signed up for a dating site called Canadian Inmates Connect back in 2015 and was hoping to connect with Prince Charming, who was white, in good shape, between 28 and 38 years old. Magnona found his prince in fellow convicted murderer Anthony Jolin, who was also currently serving a life sentence. The couple married back in 2017, although the Correctional Service of Canada denied them a night alone inside the prison's private room, according to iHeartRadio. I don't, but I'm not... I don't think that it's... See, in this article it says was married. So I can't get like a definite, definite. Maybe we should write to him. I will actually, I will tell you something very special. With the, now that I'm monetized, I'm not monetizing every video. I think that some videos should not be monetized. But whatever I make, I'm actually going to buy a PO box. And we are going to write to some killers. I think that would be very interesting if we did that. So if there's anyone you want us to write to, shoot me an email so I can write their, their name down. Okay, I got distracted. It's too busy looking at um, Luca Magnotta's, um private life. Let's go back to that video. Okay, so this is six minutes long. We'll see how it, what it is. Um, Black Rose says that they're searching through the, the trash with Harley Dilly. Dilly, okay. Yeah, about the PO box, I know that, I mean, I'm a victim's advocate, so it's kind of confusing, but... Um, I think that it would be really interesting. There's certain people that I would really like to speak to. Um, yeah, Morgan, I just, mm, I just had a thought that maybe, I don't know, it might not be a good idea to give convicted killers my address. I don't know. It's just an inkling I have. Probably not the best idea, you know. But I might change my mind. I might give it out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I will, because PO boxes here are very expensive. It's a couple hundred dollars for a year. So whatever um, profit I make in the next couple of months, I'll, I'll purchase a PO box and we can all do it together because I know that some of you would probably be interested in that as well. And so we can, we can sort of work on it together and who we want to write to um, as well. Let's have a little look at this video. This is from his... Um, his ex. Her name is. <laughs> her stage name uh, is Barbie Swallows. Um, she was his former girlfriend for about four months. 
Now she's. Her preferred pronoun is she, but she is considered a transsexual, not transgendered, just to make so that we all um, are clear. Who's on my list? I really want to write to Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Really want to write to her. Um, yes, Teresa, I just read that, that the man that, um, oh, thanks Morgan. I will, I will put that to my PO box fund. Let me, I literally have written a list of, of who we, we want to write to. Thank you so much, Morgan. Um, where did I put it? Now these, the rest of them are more uh, Scott Peterson, possibly. The rest of them are more recent cases. Um, Jake Patterson, um, Michael Jones. Now these next two, I don't like these. I don't like any. Uh, I feel bad for Gypsy. Um, I feel like everyone will want us to write to Chris Watts, or possibly, and Patrick Frazy. But. I've only just started the list. There's others that I want to write, want to write to. I would, I'm considering writing to Gemma Lilly as well, who I did the video on yesterday. Um, I think she'd be fascinating to talk to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real smart, Iva. But yeah, if you guys think of anyone else, I haven't, um, I really haven't looked into it too much. Bye, Black Rose. Yeah, Gypsy is Gypsy someone who I sort of connect with because she was, I thought she was chronically ill. She wasn't really. I feel really bad for her. Um, yeah, Miss Justice, I'm sure that a lot of them um, won't respond. It'll still be fun doing it, I think. Um, so that's Catherine Knight, Jace Flores, the cannibal in Australia. She won't respond, but I think it would be interesting to um, write to her. Exactly, Morgan. And that's why I want to do some proper research into lesser known cases so that we can talk to, to those people. Um, and this is not me sympathizing with killers at all. This is us just sort of, I think, because we all love true crime, we're fascinated by these these people. Um, we're absolutely fascinated by them. We don't condone their behaviour. We hate what they've done. I hate what these people have done. Um, but it would be interesting to hear from them. So... Yes, let's play this video and I, whilst it's playing, I will be in chat so that we can chit chat. I haven't watched this video, so I don't know what this is going to be. So this is from the Toronto Sun, who obviously have the best coverage of Luca's case. Or maybe I could actually make it 
hit the screen first. Okay, so this is Barbie Swallows. <laughs> yes, Jay Suarez, great memory. I was debating whether to write to Catherine. She won't um she won't write back, but I can I can write to her. Okay, here we go. When the school into Luca Magnata, who you dated, and when did you first meet Luca? I met Luca Magnata January of 2006. As Luca or as Eric? Or? Um, well, he introduced me to his name as Luca. Where did you meet him? Um, I met him outside of a strip club at Remington's in the back alley. Um, what was he doing there? He was with his uh, friend, roommate at the time, named Natter. Um, and they, uh, I went in their car, and uh, it's funny because the first thing I said was, "I hope you're not going to murder me or kill me as a joke," because you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, especially when you don't know someone. Like I knew Nader through high school, so I've known him. What did he but, say when you said that? Well, they both giggled and laughed, and I was like, "Okay, there's no need to worry." So you know, we went back to their apartment. And we had a threesome, and uh, from there, we, you know, exchanged numbers, and we, you know, we started dating. And you and Luca. Me and Luca McNamara. Not three of you, but the two of you. Uh, just the two of us. His 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 roommate at the time. He stormed out of of the threesome. He got somewhat jealous because in threesomes one always feels left out. So, um, but they both claimed to be bisexual, right? I didn't have breast implants back then, but I'll still, you know, present myself as a female. When you started dating Luca, um, you, it was obviously a, like an intimate relationship and um, It was, a, yeah, it was definitely a very intimate relationship, um, but also very complicated. It was, you know, it was one of the, the, um, the most weirdest uh, relationships that I've had to be honest. Uh, but don't get me wrong, he was a nice guy. He was very sweet and very romantic. Like, he took me out to Captain John's on our first date. Well, he picked me up with a limo, right? And that's the photograph you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the photo of, of me me and him outside of the limo as we're arriving back to his apartment at the Young and Eglinton location, right? So, but he avoided any kind of... Um, he was avoiding sex, like even though we, we, we've already had sex the first night we met, but he kept saying, Barbie, I got strong feelings for you. I need to get to know you better. And he said every time he would get involved with someone he was interested in, and every time he would have sex with, with, with the girl, they would never call him back. They would leave him. So I felt like he, he, he needed, you know, he, um, you know, he didn't want to be alone. He, he felt somewhat... Like he needed someone to be to stick around. But sex was work for him. Sex was work for him. So, were you paid for? It? Yeah. Um, so I guess he he found sex quite dirty. But you did have more oh. relations with him. Yeah, yeah, Eventually. yeah, yeah. But I kept begging him, and he was like, well, you know, Luca Magnata. Um, yeah, he was very. Um, he's very self-obsessed. 
extremely narcissistic. Um, and I knew that when he was on TV and you were interviewing him, I knew that that he caused all that controversy himself about dating uh, serial killer Carla Homoka, you know? And then he was trying to, you know, to deny the accusations, the, the rumors, but I knew he made that up himself because he, he was so obsessed with serial killers, especially Paul and Carla, that he wanted to, to, to link his name to them. Even then? Even then, yeah, because when I was with him in 2006, you know, he would, he would uh, his face would lit up when he would talk about them. Like, you know, so I knew he had some sort of fascination with serial killers. So I didn't say anything, but I had a, a feeling, you know, like a premonition. Like I had a feeling that, you know, what if my boyfriend at the time is going to snap and become a killer one day? You know, but I didn't let him know that in case he does snap towards me. But I was like, you know, with all this fascination and this obsession were serial killers. I was like, I wonder if he's going to snap one day. Did you ever like that Carla Homoka look? And you kind of, you know, you could be fit into that. I mean, that would work in terms of a fantasy. I, I, I guess, but I never really thought about it that you way. but maybe he did? Perhaps, maybe, I guess. Did you just talk about fun stuff sometimes? Or was it all kind of, kind of like, I think to the outside it would seem kinky and... His main goal... Like, he kept telling me, I'm going to be famous one day. I want to be famous. I mean, you know, that was his main goal. He wanted, you know, you know notoriety. He wanted... In what way? Um, he didn't care in what way. Like, he just wanted attention. Like, he just wanted fame. And some people are willing to give up their freedom just to get that fame. You know? so, you, the story that I did uh, about... Uh, the fan mail. You weren't surprised that, that, that he's getting fan mail, but you were kind of outraged about it. Um, yeah, I was uh, outraged, but at the same time, I, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised that he that he was getting fan mail around the world from obsessed fans, right? And he loves that. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, that's exactly what he wants. He wants fame and attention and. I mean, you know, this is exactly why he, you know, committed this crime, this heinous, you know, despicable act. It's just disgusting what he did. You guys are brutal. <laughs> I'm just sitting here reading all of your, um, that's an interesting case. I don't know really much about the, uh, is it Russell, what's his last name? Is it Russell Williams? I don't really know a lot about that case, but I keep getting recommended his interrogation. Okay. I really want to find that other interview though. Luca would write back. Yeah, I actually think that he would. Oh, 
Oh yeah, if I if I said it, I had a YouTube channel, he would write back. Okay, I no, I didn't find that. Yeah, Colonel Russell Williams. I want to um look into his. It's hard because all these interviews are on YouTube and I can't play those. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you couldn't believe anything that any of these people would say. It would just be more fascinating to get a response. You could, I would never believe what, they're, what they wrote. Okay. My morning career is uh, kind of uh, going downhill, basically, um, these days, to be honest with you. And... Um, and it's all because of this whole rumor of you dating Carl Hamalka. That's this is the thing that's the rumors destroyed my life basically, and um, I've been receiving death threats. My address is posted. That's why I had to move. Uh, I want my Pomeranian back. It was taken out of my SUV. I, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown here. My reputation is completely ruined. Um, I just uh, want everybody to set, I want to set the record straight that um, me and her have absolutely no connection. I go in to see casting directors, I go in to see agents, you know, they know who I am, you know, it's all over everywhere. I started being a stripper and, um, and then basically uh, I went from there to doing adult films. And I'm not ashamed of doing the adult films. I have a problem though with people saying those to relatives. And now nobody wants to talk to me. I don't have anybody basically. Whoever's doing this, uh, you know, please stop. You know, you're doing a lot of harm. Hey, very merry. Um, okay, there's one more interview that is his interview with the TV show. Let's see if we can find it. That was back um, before the crime, so 2000 and before 2011, I believe. So a long time ago. Okay, here we go. I think I found it. Okay, this is a different one. This is um, a documentary by Toronto producer Susan Babin on bisexuality in 2010. 
Sure, Jay Suarez, that's um very um very common because it's an escalation. So I will try and remember to write that down. I'll write it down now whilst I play this one. I don't know how long this goes for. Hi, how are you? Okay, this is only three minutes. This is interesting. Let's have a look. No, that's not what I wanted you to do. Okay, let's have a little listen to this one. My name's Luca, and uh, I don't live on the second floor. No, My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. You know? I live on the tenth floor. Even though obviously self-obvious, would you mention something about bisexuality in your intro to her? Mentioned something about bisexuality. Yeah, my name is Luca. I'm, I'm a bisexual. <laughs> I'm a bisexual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely. Let's just relax it up a bit. Am I, is it still on now, or? Yep. It's oh, always on. Do yeah. I just keep going? Or? But don't worry about it. Like, don't even think okay. about these guys. Yeah. Okay. My name is Luca, and I'm a bisexual, and I like to sleep with both men and women, obviously, and. I feel comfortable uh, completely with both, um, and it's like 50-50 for me. Actually, right. it's a, actually it's a bit more. It's like 60% men and 40%. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great, thanks for sharing that, Luca. You're very welcome. These are really good comments. Yeah. Well, I tend to have a lot of uh, male partners, and a lot of uh, people uh, assume that you know I'm 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 gay because I have a lot of male partners, and when I tell them, you know. I see, you know, women uh, as well. I, I see a lot of women partners, and they don't believe me. They say, well, usually, you know, we just see you with uh, mm -hmm. a lot of guys, so you're automatically just gay, you know. You, you know, they don't believe that. They think I'm just doing it as an act, you know, because I'm uh, struggling with myself. But it's an, I know, like, in myself, like, what I am, and I know that I'm bisexual. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm not, it's just not... You know, people think you know you're uh, you're just saying it, but uh, I'm not. You know, first, I was scared to be with uh, men. I was always going with uh, women just because of you know the uh, society. Then I said, you know what, uh, I'm going to do whatever is right for me. And then I, I decided to go with uh, you know what my feelings were, so I decided to go with men, and I liked it. So you know, it was uh, like flowing back and forth. Well, in the beginning, uh, obviously, I was a teenager, and I was very uh, shy, and I was very confused. I didn't know what to think, and there was nobody around for me to talk to. So then I said, I was, I was thinking in my head, you know what, is everybody else feeling this way, or is it just me? Am I feeling this way? You see, I didn't know. So I needed uh, I needed to know that, and there was no, there was no place to go. But then I'll, as I uh, got older, I said, you know, I started uh, experiencing with uh, uh, going to the gay community, the bisexual community, and, you know, I felt more comfortable because I knew that there was other people 
like myself. I've had my own personal experience in the past where I've uh, provided uh, companion professionally uh, to uh, certain couples and uh, they've been very um, uh, repressed and they didn't know how to you know go into the community and you know see different people right so they would call me as a professional and uh, when I say professional I mean escort and uh, there would be you know they wouldn't know what to uh, uh, they wouldn't know what to do so I would have to initiate it they would both be there and after mm -hmm. you know they would be very old and uh, this was something they would be experimenting mm -hmm. and uh, they would be very scared mm -hmm. and I would have to you know go in there and uh, show them like how to do things and, and you know it was sure. interesting it's a, a, like a narcissistic thing just sort of he has to be the center of attention I'm still looking for that one plastic surgery video Most of these are on YouTube, and I can't play a video that is on YouTube, which is annoying. Oh, here we go. They explain the whole thing, but they don't give you the video. I may have to let go of the... Come to terms with the fact that I can't find the video to show you guys. Oh. I may have spoken too soon. I think we'll leave it with this video. Um, has anyone heard any more about Harley? Yeah, this is the video I wanted to show you guys. Okay. Am I Australian? I sure am. Yeah, so I want to do um, a video on escalation of crimes and how killers escalate their crimes and then the um the factors that can contribute to becoming a serial killer they say things like um interest in fire bedwetting obviously animal cruelty and then um what's the last one brain injury like a, a head injury as a child very interesting because we i, I want to go through like all of the serial killers that we know and and see in their history if there's um anything in those factors because every time I've, I've looked at a serial killer they've had at least two or three really interesting it's kind of fascinating i love that word don't i okay so let's have a little look at this this is the interview i want to show you and then we'll sort of wrap it up oh thank you whereabouts in australia are you I hope you are safe from the fires. I'm safe where I am. 
now almost evacuated on New Year's Eve. That was stressful. And then we got an alert yesterday or the day before that there was another fire that broke out near me. But um, Okay, so Morgan says, coverage on my other screen, nothing new. Okay. We may not know anything for a while. I don't know. Okay, so let's listen to this interview. This is, this is when he was um, auditioning for a plastic surgery show. He was very big into plastic surgery. And um, this is really interesting because psychiatrists have diagnosed him with body dysmorphia. So he, um, for him, he, needs, he, he sees himself as very ugly and wants to um, fix that. Okay. No, no. And uh, so just talk to me. And uh, start off with just giving me your name and your age. Okay. So go ahead. All right. My name is Luca Magnata and I'm 25. And what do you do for a living? I'm a model. Okay. Do you want to talk about the other stuff that you do? Yeah, definitely. Is that okay with uh, you? Yeah, okay, that's great. totally fine. Super. Basically, um, I do a lot of uh, adult modeling and um, I do adult films as well. And I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. So <laughs> I'm doing it for a while and it's been working out pretty good for me. So. And you do it full time? I do. It's full time, whether it's doing the films or doing magazines or internet uh, shows, what have you, um, it's all very consistent, so it's been really good for me. That's great. How long have you been doing it? On and off for about two years now. You know, I travel, and then I come back to Toronto and do it. I go to Montreal and do it, go to LA, so whatever, right? Yeah, wherever the paychecks come from. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the surgery you're thinking about having done, or the procedure? Um, well, it's going to be at the back of my uh, uh, head. I've uh, had three done, sorry, two done already. Can you and, tell me what it is you're having done? Uh, it's a hair transplant. And basically, do you want me to just go on a bit about? I'll sh yeah, tell me a little bit about the procedure, yeah. Okay, so basically, uh, back of my head here is gonna be uh, frozen. I'm awake through the entire procedure. And there's like no, uh, uh, what do you call that? Anesthetic? And there's no, like you don't get put under to sleep. Right. So basically, uh, they, they cut open the back of my head and they take a strip of uh, flesh off and they, they cut it off and they take it uh, to the side and nurses work on it for a few hours by taking each uh, individual hair out uh, of the graft. And then they sew the back of my head up and that takes about an hour. Uh, so they pull the skin down? Or yeah, they, they, pull it, they pull it down and tighten it and sew it back up. Then while the nurses are working on taking the hairs out, uh, the doctor puts me back and he tries to decide where exactly all of them are going to be needing to be placed so it looks very natural. Okay. And uh, as you can tell here in the front of my head, I'll, the hair has grown in pretty nice because I used to be receding, so it's, it's grown in. And um, so basically they take all of the individual hairs and one by one they put it, transplant it into my scalp and um wherever they feel it needs to be yeah definitely so it's all filled in and there's no i guess basically uh at the back of my head here it's i, I cover it well with my hair but uh it's the uh 
it's gone uh, not bald, but I don't have <laughs> denial here. You know what I mean? I guess you can say it is kind of going bald then, but it, I, I just, every time I look in the mirror, it, it seems to be getting worse. So I want to like completely yeah. eliminate it and stop it, you know, before, obviously, because I can't have my hair looking uh, like I'm 50 years old when I'm 25, right? So I want it to look pretty good. Yeah. And um, I've had cosmetic surgeries done in the past, so I'm pretty used to them and what have I, you had done in the past? I've had my eyes done here because I used to have dark circles underneath my eyes and it was completely making me look like I was tired all the time um, I've had my nose done I've had uh, two hair transplants like I said before and I'm planning on doing muscle implants in my pecs and my arms so that just remains to be seen but because that's pretty you think you're a bit of an addict? <laughs> yeah, my name's Luca, and I'm a cosmetic surgery addict. But yeah, I I would say to be out to be blatantly honest, I I think that I I am because just the profession that I'm in, it makes me more aware of my looks because I'm constantly seeing other people, you know, that are extremely good looking, how they look, and I'm comparing myself. So I need to um, step up my game basically and. That's why I'm having all these procedures done. Do you feel it's more a modeling thing or more of an adult entertainment thing? Do you feel the pressure? I would say it has to be both because both industries are so competitive uh, that they, they, they both need you to look your best all the time. And there's just a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety uh, in both industries. You know, so I, I have to say a bit of both, definitely. There's pressure to look good. There is so much pressure to look good because you're you're on set with these other people and you know you, you see how they look and then after you, all your little flaws start coming out and you're like oh well you know this person looks that way and they have this sort of body this sort of face and hair and now I compare myself to this person so he has like fuller hair so now I want fuller hair he has a better nose so I want a better nose and this person's face doesn't have those so why should I have it if I can just pay for it to have. Uh, taken away and corrected why not I don't see any problem with it you look like you're I mean you're a handsome guy I can't imagine you weren't that handsome before you know what a lot of people tell me that they say you know what oh you don't need it you don't need it but I couldn't I could not deal with having my looks go you know cause before it was receding like I was saying and my nose was a bit different and my you know, now I just take very good care of myself by going to the gym all the time, working out, you know, eating properly. So I don't want to, it would kind of defeat the purpose if I was doing all of that exercise and then, you know, looking kind of ugly. Like, because when I'm in the, when I'm, when I'm seriously, when I'm in the uh, the chair and they're doing, like, say, my hair or something, or they can say, oh, well, we better, it really gets to me because they say to me, we better cut it uh, a bit longer at the back because we can see that's starting to, and I'm like, don't even tell me that. Do not even tell me that it's starting to get uh, thin at the back. I don't want to hear. I'm in denial, like I said about it. So I'm like, okay, I've been hearing it so much lately, and the other act, like the actresses who I work with, they're like, um, yeah, it's kind of. They like point it out. I'm like, you know what? That is not nice. <laughs> okay, I don't want to hear it. So, but they do tell me it, and you know, I guess uh, I have to hear it because you know, just reality. So. How, how important are your looks to you? Oh my God, if, that's number one. 
okay, number one is looks, number two would have to be intelligence, and I don't know what the rest are. <laughs> all I do, all I care about is number one, basically. All I do is care about how I look, um, by getting clothes, basically. Because you know what, when you're going out to parties, when you're going to events, when you're going traveling everywhere, you don't, you have to constantly wear something new all the time, you know, you can't, you know, it's very, it's very, it's a very strange industry, but a lot of people can understand unless you're in it, you know, so. Do you think, um. I enjoy it though. <laughs> yeah. Have you always been obsessed with your looks? Like, I mean. I have, like, seriously, people say to me all the time, even when I was a teenager, they're like, oh, you're completely vain, all you do is, like, stare in the mirror, if you walk by a mirror, all you do is, like, glance and then look at it, you know. When you're in a restaurant, you just like take like a your, like your spoon, just like do a little like look in it, and you know try to like check and see if you're okay. And a lot of my friends and family have been saying, you know what, you're obsessed with it. You're just so obsessed with how you, how you look, and so obsessed with your cosmetic surgeries that we don't understand this. You know, we don't just don't understand you're becoming somebody completely different. And then going into an an industry where it's all about your looks. It is, you know. So w w when you go from you know, when you're in high school or something, and your looks, you know, they're, they're important, but not like everything. Then you just go into an industry. Like people on their day-to-day -day jobs, like who are not even in this industry, they really don't have to look their best, they have to look presentable, but they don't have to like look perfect. But when you're doing this and you're in front of the camera, basically, it's a whole different story, you know what I mean? People judge you so much and it's, it's not really nice, but you know, it's the way things are. If you don't look good, you don't look this way, you can't get that job, yeah. you can't get to do this. Have you ever heard of uh, body dysmorphic disorder? Have you heard of that term? I've heard of it uh, briefly. Briefly, yeah. I know that it's people who look good and they think that they look completely hideous. So I, I don't have too much knowledge into the whole thing. So you think, I mean, you don't think you look hideous, you think you look good, you just want. Even I think that I used to look hideous, and after that, after when I got all of my procedures done, I'm starting to look better and better. But I still feel as though I can look even more uh, handsome, you know, if yeah. I, I finish my journey into getting the surgeries done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you um, do you think it'll help you, like in the adult entertainment industry? Do you think this is going to get you more work? or make you more money? I have to say that um, it would get me a lot more work if I do get the uh, hair transplant done because I noticed a difference when I didn't have it as opposed to now because before it was as though um, I noticed that the jobs were going more and more to the other people and after I got the procedures done I noticed that I was the one who was getting more and more of the work. So now I'm like, okay, what happens if I get um, more and more work done? And that means I'm going to get more and more work, obviously. And I think that once I get the, <laughs> whoops, yeah. once I get the implants and pack implants and stuff, because a lot of the guys I notice, I work out like a nut. So other guys who are getting uh, the jobs are like getting bigger bodies. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to follow whatever they do because they're getting bigger bodies and better bodies so that's going to make me more money. I have to do that and they're getting more jobs so I wonder why so I look at what they're doing and it just makes logical sense to me that I would do it too. Yeah. So you think that having the surgery is going to make a big change in your life? 
It's going to make a drastically uh, different change in my life, and it's just going to give me more self-esteem and like make me feel amazing about myself. Because it's very important for people to have high self-esteem and to feel good about themselves. And if going under the knife can help somebody achieve that, then I think that it's a great thing, yeah. you know? Um, people just kind of people look at it as like a magical new experience, but it's just, it's not really that um, different. It's not really that bad, you know, when you go under, you're, you know, even though I'm awake, you know, I, I can still feel them cutting open my head, but it's not like you feel all the pain. You know what I mean? But you just have to stay there for like hours and hours and feel them cutting open your head and putting it in. And you can actually feel like the blood dripping down the back of your neck. And, the, and it's kind of graphic. <laughs> I mean, it like <laughs> gross everybody out here, but it's like seriously graphic. Yeah. Um, what do you see when you look in the mirror now? Like what? Oh, God. When I look at the mirror now, I just saw the little flaws just come out. And I'm just like, you know what? I can notice that. I can just, if I just, if I want to fix that I want to fix this and what other what other things I mean other than you, you, like there other stuff that you're looking to fix other than your hair and your packs okay this may sound really weird but I've seen this other guy on a cosmetic surgery show and he had on his forehead here he had like two little bumps in his skull and they protrude out of his forehead like there's two bumps here in my head because um, my bone sticks out a little bit on my forehead like there's two little bumps yeah and he had his grinded down, but he couldn't do it all the way because if he did, his, his forehead would collapse. So he, they had to like, stop, but because he, he thought it looked like devil horns. And I noticed when I look in the mirror that I have the same thing too, like one here and one here. So I want I want to take it off my forehead. And I'm looking there, I'm like, damn, it's getting bigger and bigger on my forehead. So I just, I want that done and I, I like, is the, do you see an end to the cosmetic surgery? Like, will you ever be perfect in your own eyes? You know what? I just, I don't think I, I, I know that there's so much things I'm going to do. And I don't care whether or not I have to work every single day, every hour, I'll do it and get all my cosmetic surgeries done. Maybe there might not be an end. Maybe there will be an end. But I just know that I'm just going to keep doing it until I'm personally satisfied. Even if anybody else says to me, yeah. oh, uh, you know what, Luca? You look really good. I don't believe them. I just think they're saying that. Do you okay, guys. There is still seven minutes left of this and I don't know if I've got it in me. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I think that this is a very telling interview because it shows you how self-obsessed he is. Um, I believe he is a hundred percent telling the truth, um, and he's really laying it all out there about who he really is. So I don't know. What do you guys think? <clears throat> the other thing I was thinking whilst I was listening to him go on and on and on um he's 37 now i'm wondering 
what he looks like at the moment. I wish we had a photo, but I do want to show you one image that I have. Let me find it. This is taken apparently in jail. No, that's not right. It looks like it is, but it's not because it's in 2005. Okay, well, never mind. But um, I'll show you anyway. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see the new photos that I put up for Bella and um, the bunnies? Yeah, Bella is, she's like, what the hell are you doing, Bridget, with your life? She's seriously judging me in that photo, I believe. So someone asked earlier if we felt a little sorry for him, like not excusing his crimes, but because of his mental health. And I think um, I appreciate the struggles he goes through, um, but there is just no accountability Maybe because he's too mentally ill. I don't know. Um, I don't think he should ever be released. I think he's a danger to others. Uh, he is toxic and vile. Um, I think that given his circumstances, his, it's, it's very much it's how I feel about um, Gemma Lilly, who I did the video on yesterday, and I'll – remind you <laughs> to go and watch that again it's the bucket list killer it's on my channel um i'll link it in a second but um with her as well given her childhood and the fact that for both of these killers they had parents who had severe mental health issues it's kind of like a recipe for disaster but at the same time not everyone with mental health issues kills so for me it's really hard because I don't want to go down that road. Yeah, at least he's colour coordinated. I just got another email about um the coroner being at the scene with Harley Dilly. Has anyone heard anything else? But yeah, not, not everyone who's mentally ill kills. I think that he had a really hard childhood, of course. I think that possibly his mother's OCD led to his um, obsessive nature with his looks, maybe. I don't know. But... Um, I don't know. I don't really feel sorry for him. I'm fascinated by him. How old is he now? He is 37 years old. He was born in 1982 in Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. Um, and he is imprisoned at Port Cartier Prison in Quebec. And I will be finding his address to write to him in a little while. So, yeah, he's a very fascinating character. He really is. Um, 
it is a big shoe let's see well he is height wise he's oh interesting okay height wise he's only 511 I bet those shoes weren't filled the whole way. Yeah, I think he was very truthful when it came to his vanity. You could see him telling the truth. I feel like in that interview, it's one of the only times you can see him be himself, as crazy as that sounds. I feel like, um, I really feel like he was being his authentic self in the sense that that's really all he cares about is his looks. It really is. To me, that, that's, that's what it is. So, ooh, let me Google him now then. Luca Magnotta. Do we have any recent images of him? Is that's not, that can't be him. No. <gasps> Holy crap, guys. Oh. What? That can't be, no, that, that can't be him. Hang on, I'm putting it up. Don't, don't. I'm I'm coming guys. I'm not going to let you down. This is from 2014. No. Really? I'm just waiting for the, the stream to catch up for you guys to see it and then for the comments to fly. <gasps> Apparently it is. It can't be. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm confirming. That's the most recent photos of him as of 2014 to 15. Here's another. Night, Jay Suarez. 
Let me blow this one up. Wow. I'm speechless. <laughs> Maybe we can ask if we can get some photos when we write to him. Interesting, hey, guys? Very interesting. Yeah, prison food. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's in prison there, but apparently it is the Archambault Institution in Quebec. And the person that he's photographed with is serving, was serving 40 months for having sex with girls as young as 12 years old. But... Apparently, um, the prison he's in is amazing. Um, the doors are open 90% of the time and it feels just like a university setting. Um, he's, living a, he's living a good life, apparently. Wow. Prison's very interesting there. Okay, so what I want you to do after this video um, is there is a link in the description of this video for the first interview. It's under Luca interview. That's part one. There's four parts. Go and have a listen to it. And then when this video has processed, pop a comment underneath and tell me what you thought of the interviews as well. And then the last thing that would be great for you to do is, I know I keep mentioning it, but I, when I do my True Crime Spotlight videos, I do put a lot of work into them. They take a long time to write the script for it, to research it, to write the script for it, um, to record it and to edit it. And so I would really love if you would go and take a look at my True Crime Spotlight videos. Um, I will pop a link in the... Um, take a listen to that. I'd love it. It's a very interesting case. Um, the killer Gemma Lilly had murder on her bucket list by the age of 25. Um, absolutely crazy. Such a crazy case. So go and take a little listen to that as well. Um, I will be back in two days for another live. So far, I don't know what we'll be doing yet. There's a lot going on in the true crime world. But with the home, with the homework, Morgan, I promise that there's there's no animal cruelty. The the interviews with Luca are very, very interesting. Um I'm gonna re-listen to them actually. Because you can hear that just he's just dripping with narcissism and it's a smear campaign and he's probably really angry that uh he's being talked about again. Um, and that that documentary has come out because it doesn't paint him in a good light at all. He now has a whole bunch of people that hate him all over again. Um, so, yeah, go listen to those interviews and then the True Crime Spotlight on Gemma Lilly on my channel. Go and have a little watch and let me know what you think about her in the comments of that video. 
It's about a 26 minute video, uh, but it's very interesting. It's very interesting. It's crazy. Two killers, two female killers working together, um, which is not common. I don't think, uh, but I'm going to leave it there for today, guys. I hope you enjoy. Don't forget to give me a like on the video. And if you're new and you're listening, please subscribe. We, we do lives every few days. And then once a week, I will be uploading a video dedicated to a case. And I want to do one on, on Luca absolutely soon as well. Um, but thank you guys for joining me tonight, um, today in Australia, Lots of love and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.